Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E. What's B&E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Set up six o'clock. You had better get them up, get them going. It is B and E with you on a Wednesday already. Coming out of the Fourth of July Independence Day weekend. Hope you had a great one. We are back at it and ready to roll. We would normally call this a get up over the hump Wednesday. Instead, it's a and it feels like a good, bad, and ugly Monday. But hope you had a wonderful, a wonderful weekend. If you had four days off like we did, that is great. And if you're back at it like we are, we're glad to be here with you. And a lot to do. Busy, busy weekend. We've got plenty of baseball, nearly $2 billion in new contracts in the NBA. We've got one week to Big 12 football media days. Uh, counting down the clock to college football. Longhorns inside 60 days now to the start of their college football season with the Rice Owls. Big 12 media days one week from today up in Arlington. So a lot to look forward to there as well. A lot of news on the recruiting trail. Longhorns have been busy since July 1. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian and company, Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies also uh, landing quite the haul as the recruiting uh, season picks up steam uh, on this Wednesday morning. 5 July and a lot to do. Happy birthday to the United States of America yesterday. Hope you got to celebrate with friends and family, however you did. And uh, you're back with us on this Wednesday morning to start it. Uh, Early Bird always gets the worm. We appreciate you finding us, however you do. Could be on 104.9 on the FM dial. Could be 101.9 FM, AM 1260. Of course, we're always there for you digitally. If you're still on vacation or out and about, make sure you load up that Horn app and take us wherever you go. Listen wherever you are. It's so easy to do with a touch of a button. Also on your smart speaker at home and work and always... Mr. Godbolt, great to see you, my friend. Good to be uh, you back. can find us on our website, digitally streaming for you there. Also on the Twitch channel, if you want to watch the shows or this show, you can do so as well at hornfm.com. Good morning, my friend. Good morning to you also. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. I know it's hot. Please be careful out there. And uh, uh, thank you very much. That's uh, all the birthday wishes. And yes, I'm a year older. I've made it through another sensational year. I'm ready to just come, continue to move on. 68 years young and feeling good, feeling strong. And it is hot Looking as str- a mother. <laughs> it is hot. My gosh, I can't, I can't escape it. 
It is. It is uh, muggy. It is warm. Oh. We've been uh, kind of kind of a respite from the triple digit temps. It feels like, but uh, hope everybody is doing good. And uh, this, yeah, a couple texts in. Who look who decided to show up for work today? Right. No, we took a couple days off. You know, Monday and Tuesday. And you, of course, were off last week on your birthday week. And uh, uh, thanks to everybody that helped uh, fill the gaps there with Ty Harrington and uh, JJ Gotch and um, you know. Uh, all of our folks who, who jumped in and, and helped us out through the week, but it was uh, it's great to have you back. And it's good to be looking back. Looking great. Happy birthday to you! And uh, you know, sixty eight is just a number. You know what I mean? Sixty eight just yeah, it's one a away number. from sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost yeah. to the best number in the book. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm absolutely getting there. Yes, it's uh, it was. It's just weird. I told you, I just I can't sleep past six o'clock. It doesn't matter. What I do, whether it's whether it's uh, a week off or when the weekend you comes, you can't even sleep in. I can't sleep in. I I don't. I am able to do that, actually. But Are you really? Can you go what, to about seven something? But you don't go to nine, do you? Uh, you know what I, do, I usually do because we well. You can't, that's right. You got well, nobody at the house. Well, I get up. Yeah, we're we're empty nesters now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's one of those. You usually we'll stay up later because that's true. Because wife's off too and whatnot. Uh, so you know, we stay up later, which keeps you up. But normally, I do wake up nor as normally I go to the bathroom usually. Early, early. Around that the, time. But I can crawl back in bed and go back to sleep. And sometimes I'll have to, like, at 7 o'clock, I'll have to jump on my phone and just look at things, and then I can roll back over and fall asleep for a while. But no, 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 it no, is. I uh, wish I could. The rooster next door, all the animals next door, and all the minds that are jumping at the door and making all kinds of sounds, get get your ass up. You may be on vacation, but we're not. We have a meal to be served to us at a certain time. Yeah. And somebody's got to do it. And well, when I'm pets, on. Pets don't. Uh, no. Don't take a day off. They, no, they, they don't. Need, they need theirs. And uh, no question about that. Ty Henderson is here as well, of course, through the glass, running the operation there. Ty, how was your uh, extended weekend, my friend? It was long. Did you get some rest? Not really. No. See, Come on. You're that's what happens when you're young. You're not, I, that's what happens when you're young. You don't get any rest. You party on. I rested yesterday for the most part. But the other days it was. I had a lot of 4 a.m., 5 a.m. nights where oh. my alarm for this show was going off and I was still oh awake. Oh, you still had it set? Yeah. No, it was, oh. uh, it was a good week, though. Or I, I kept on, me and my friends kept saying it felt like we were on summer break in high school again. You know, <laughs> summer break, huh? Four yeah. days. Yeah, you, know, well, you know, none of us get, uh, and you had a long stretch on Buck of the oh, Week I did off. 10 days. You and uh, Mike Hards, they call you on our staff, all were smart to take that week and get the extra days through the fourth and now back. You got a short week up until. Uh, you know, the midweek, but it really kicks in. It really does. When you look at the calendar, Big 12 football media days are next week up in Arlington. They'll be Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Um, we'll, we'll be f- bringing you full coverage here on the Horn, of course, as the Longhorns begin My goodness, Steve their final Sarkeesian's year. on fire. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian, the Longhorns on fire in the recruiting trail. And obviously the Longhorns and the Sooners, final year in the Big 12. Should be a lot of fun and fireworks. Speaking of fireworks, up in, uh, up in Arlington next week with 14 teams. Two seven a day on Wednesday and Thursday coming in with the four new additions and you know as of July first which was Saturday there are four new members of the Big Twelve Conference officially uh, with Houston and Central Florida BYU and uh, Cincinnati all joining the Big Twelve Conference so it is a fourteen team Big Twelve which I had to explain to some folks yesterday at a neighborhood function yeah there are twelve and fourteen well the people were trying to add up well, there were ten and then there were fourteen yeah they're fourteen for yeah. one year and then they're going to go back to twelve, 12 yes. and the Longhorns are going to join the SEC which is going to be sixteen it's kind of interesting when you got to kind of set yeah, the people, table for people who are like yes, okay, they're not this quite sure about the SEC still yeah no well you so you mean the Pac twelve might be going away where <laughs> they're not going to be down to what ten when USC and UCLA yeah you they're leaving for the Big Ten. So there's a lot of explaining to do in college football. I think explaining about the fireworks. People were confused with the with the fourth on a Tuesday. Yeah, dude, they were start. I don't know when they start. They started on Monday night. There, I'm like, 
No, no, it's tomorrow yes. that you do that. I mean, no. those things in my neighborhood were, they go, they, they, they last for about an hour when they get going. No, but man, the, when they, they get going, last night for wow. sure. Last night, uh, the night before, even. Yeah, um, on on our nation's birthday, and hopefully you got to celebrate that. However, you did. All right, let's get to the headlines, uh, trending topics to start your Wednesday morning now, and they do include uh, Longhorns busy on the recruiting trail. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll start with Texas football. Yes, Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns have uh, kept that recruiting trail and recruiting fireworks going through Independence Day. A fifth member of the class of 2024 committed in the past six days yesterday. Houston Langham Creek tight end Jordan Washington is the latest name to commit to the Longhorns. He chose Texas over the likes of Alabama, Texas A&M, and Arizona State. The 6'4", 220-pound senior-to-be joins four Metroplex area commitments over the past several days since July 1. North Richland Hills offensive lineman Daniel Cruz was the first. Then came Lucas Lovejoy four-star wide receiver Parker Livingstone. Duncanville defensive lineman and Longhorn legacy Alex January committed over the weekend. And IMG Academy defensive back Jordan Johnson Rubel uh, committed to Texas uh, over the weekend as well. He is uh, originally from Fort Worth. That brings the Longhorns 2024 recruiting class to 12 pledges so far. Uh, also, a developing story on that recruiting front, 24-7 Sports projected yesterday that five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, could and possibly will become a Longhorn, maybe their 13th commitment to the class of 2024. Five-star player that a lot of people thought was headed to Georgia. Longhorns made a big impression on him when he was on his official visit uh, a couple weeks ago. The 6'2", 205-pound receiver is a national top tw- 25 prospect. Also big recruiting news from College Station yesterday. Texas A&M earned a commitment from five-star wide receiver Cameron Coleman. He's from Phoenix City, Alabama. The 6'3", 180-pound wideout gives Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies seven blue-chip commitments in the past two weeks. So the fireworks and the uh, recruiting wars continuing there between Texas and Texas A&M. In the NBA, free agency opened on July 1st and over the long weekend. Since Saturday, teams in the league have handed out nearly $2 billion in new contracts. That includes the Dallas Mavericks. They re-signed their point guard Kyrie Irving on a three-year deal, $127 million. Houston Rockets inked former Toronto star Fred Van Vliet, the point guard, to a huge three-year, $130 million deal. Houston also agreed to terms with former Memphis forward Dylan Brooks. Also out of Portland, the Great Northwest, Trailblazers star guard Damian Lillard has officially requested a trade out of Portland. And according to multiple reports, the Trailblazers are willing to work with him. He wants to go to the Miami Heat, apparently. Early word, the Blazers working to make that deal happen. In Major League Baseball, coming out of there, three out of four series win in Arlington over the weekend over the Rangers. Banged up at Houston Astros, suffered their latest injury blow. Jose Altuve suffered an undisclosed injury during batting practice yesterday. He was scratched from the lineup for their series opener with Colorado. Houston still won the game, though. Rookie Gray Kessinger hit his first career home run. Fellow rookie Corey Jolks had a career-high four-hit day as the Astros beat the Rockies 4-1. Brandon Belak was really good on the mound. First place Rangers regrouped. They opened their series in Boston with a 6-2 win. Mitch Garver hit a three-run homer. Dane Dunning pitched six solid frames. Houston still owns a three-game lead over Houston in the AL West. Also yesterday, rough one for the third-place LA Angels in the division. They lost both Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to injury. Trout suffered a broken hamate bone in his hand, swinging in the bat. He's expected to miss several weeks. Otherwise, and Otani has a blister on his pitching hand. Could keep him from pitching in next week's All-Star game in Seattle. Apparently can still swing the bat. And uh, one note from local golf. Congratulations to Nick Schaefer. Finished one shot ahead of Jonathan Alden to claim the 77th Firecracker Open at Lions Municipal Golf Course yesterday. In a thriller of a finish, Schaefer nearly holed out from 80 yards on the 18th and final hole Monday. Tapped in to finish at 15 under for the three-day event. He secures the win. 
at the Premier Tournament in Austin for Amateur Golf, joining the likes of Ben Crenshaw, Omar Uresti, West Short, and J.L. Lewis. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right. And Sutton says, Buck, people do amateur fireworks. A lot of the big booms you hear are people that uh, go down to the fireworks stand and spend hundreds of dollars on. Oh, hundreds. Oh, they must have been <laughs> sold out this week. Kaboom. I mean, the middle of the week, fireworks, and they started on the weekend. That's right. Must have sold out. That is. Uh, obviously, downtown Austin had their. Um, traditional auditorium shores, Why fireworks a beauty. display. I've been there on numerous occasions. I like it. We did but nothing not, better than the Dell Diamond. Sorry, we did not uh, wade into the uh, into the fireworks because we, they do them in Buda, which is a little bit south of us. They do them in downtown Austin. We live in Onion Creek, so we just we went to bed early last night. It was been a long weekend and ready to get back at it and crank this thing up because uh, it is a Wednesday already. But there's a lot going on. And a lot has gone on. We'll, we'll dive into. Well, I tell you what, a lot has gone on. I'm, I'm feeling bad for the Angels. My goodness, losing two guys, losing those two guys. Now, one of them, you know, generally one Trout of your stars will go. Trout, Trout will get hurt, but Otani and Trout in the same game. They had their second baseman go down too yesterday. Did they really? Did they a really? third guy really went down. I watched that whole game. I watched like four complete baseball games. Dang, really. do you have money on them? No, okay, no, no game. By the way, Ty, since you've been out, has taken a break from gambling. He's taking a break. My um, he's off football. Oh, it season. must be a new girl. <laughs> yeah, my my must in- be a new girl. My interests have uh, shifted. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's costing him. Yeah, he can't uh, afford not to have that cash. Needs that cash as a as a mm-hmm. single man. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, injuries. You know, we we talked last week with Gene Watson uh, from the Kansas City Royals, and it's a problem throughout the league. Um, you know, the baseball you know executives are talking about is it the base you know baseball classic, the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, guys are worn out a little bit now. Well, yeah, it's midway anyway. This is generally yeah, what happens. You're, you're 80 plus games into the season, 81 games is halfway point. Uh, so you're at that point, kind of the dog days of July. Um, you know, Angels injuries, but you know, Houston Astros aren't going to let anybody. I mean, they've got their whole lineup out essentially. I mean, outside of Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman, I mean, they're they're down. Um, you know, they're one of their healthy pitchers, Christian Javier, just doesn't look right, so they could be looking with something there, too. But they were able to go into Arlington. That was a gut-check series for the Astros to go into Arlington with all the injuries, no yard on Alvarez, um, and just their lineup banged up and uh, still won three out of four in Arlington uh, with that uh, that thrilling 12-10 to 10 win on Monday and to get out of there and, you know, kind of stay in the race. I mean, the only three back of the Rangers – if they could ever get healthy, would, the Astros would be formidable, but uh, still looks like the Rangers are the best team to me in that division. Angels, they still don't have the pitching, right? I mean, outside of Shohei Otani, no. they don't have the overall pitching staff, I don't think, for and the And he's just 7-3, and three, right? 7-3. Yeah, and three, He's a seven-game winner. He should be better. I mean, his, his, staff, his, his numbers would tell you, you know, wins, losses, he should have more. He gives them a chance to win every time he goes to the mound, whether he's pitching or hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers are the most complete team in the division right now. They're the most injury-free. I mean, it's not like the inju- Rangers don't have any injuries. I mean, Jacob deGrom is down and won't be back. But other than that, they've stayed relatively outside of the Corey Seager injury uh, that he had in, in April. Uh, they've been pretty pretty healthy. And, they, they you know, Bruce Bochy has been able to, to pen the same lineup most nights and most days. And, um, that has not been a luxury for Dusty Baker. I mean, look at the Astros yesterday. They're playing the Colorado Rockies uh, in a series after they come out Arlington. They win two out of three. Those that was a kind of a playoff atmosphere kind of series with sellout crowds in Arlington over the over the fourth. The Astros lineup at the top was Mauricio Dubon, Corey Jolks, 
Uh, then you got Tucker and Bregman, but then Chaz McCormick, Yiner Diaz, Jake Jake Myers, uh, Greg Kessinger's a rookie. I mean, the lineup is just full Ooh. of young guys. Yeah, I mean, Greg Kessinger's a third-generation ball player who had a home run in his debut. I mean, it's one of those, again, if you're an Astros fan, you're thinking, man, if we could get healthy, got to get Jordan Alvarez back. We've got to get some guys back. Altuve had, was just starting to get going, and now he's down again with an undisclosed injury. But I don't know with Dusty Baker yesterday if it's – I mean, the way he made it sound with Altuve got hurt during batting practice, it sounded ominous. It was like he wasn't sharing what the injury was, but he, he the fact that he wasn't sharing anything made it but seem it's like, be oh, worse no. than it, worse than they thought it was? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, um, they just can't afford anybody to be out right now. But give Houston credit. They do have these young guys like Dubon and, uh, you know, Corey Jolks was really good yesterday. Yiner Diaz has come on. And I'll give it, you know, Jose Abreu was so bad for the first two months of the year. He's starting to heat up. Had a big series in Arlington. Um, if they, again, they could get everybody back, they'd be fine for the big picture. But I don't know. It just feels like one of those years for Houston. Whereas the Rangers, as I say, have stayed pretty injury-free. And uh, they, they seem to be the most complete team right now in the division. And certainly one of the best in all of the... baseball, uh, yeah. Well, the Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball right now. Their winning streak was snapped yesterday. But, man, they've got eight All-Stars. The Rangers have six All-Stars going to the All-Star game. The All-Star game is in six days. Up there in Seattle, the Rangers sending six to the All-Star game. Braves eight. It's a big number. Uh, most of their pitching staff is going, along with Ronald Acuna Jr. and uh, all those young stars in Atlanta. And right now, those look like the best two teams. Meanwhile, you know, team like the Astros battling injuries. The L.A. Dodgers are battling injuries. They lost... Uh, um, Tampa relatively healthy. Though. Relatively healthy. Tampa and the Rangers their are the best two teams good. in the AL. You know, your Yankees are still dealing with the injured Aaron oh. Judge uh, on his toe and... Uh, but I mean, Clayton Kershaw is now hurt for the Dodgers. They also lost uh, – who's the other pitcher the, the, the Dodgers lost uh, for the year? Um, so, I mean, you're looking at, at world you know, playoff contenders, uh, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees dealing with injuries, Rays, Rangers, Braves looking pretty darn good right now. So baseball hot. Uh, there's you know a lot of college baseball news brewing as well, so which we'll, we'll get into. Hasn't been any development on, on the Longhorn side of things as far as you know the Woody Williams – decision with with other than the report right before the break that uh, Woody Williams would not be returning as the pitching coach for the Longhorns that and we have not heard anything official from David Pierce and the Longhorns on that but by all accounts uh, David Pierce is again looking for a new pitching coach uh, while they work through the the transfer portal Um, uh, you know I did hear word last week that uh, Texas A&M is making a run at Tennessee's pitching coach Frank Anderson uh, the former Longhorn pitching coach. So there's college baseball news developing. The baseball amateur draft is coming up on Sunday night uh, into Monday ahead of the All-Star game. So plenty of baseball, plenty of basketball with the uh, free agency. As I said in the update, nearly $2 billion in new contracts handed out. Max deals all over the place. Um, not you know significant movement. Most of, the, no. most of the players re-signing where they were. Uh, there has not been a Dame Lillard trade yet. But that is uh, probably pending at this point. The Dame Lillard's going to be moved. He's finally, officially requested his trade out of Portland, uh, which kind of seems like that could have happened back in June, right? Didn't have to wait all the way till July. Yeah, he'll either be with Miami or Philly. Because um, Philly didn't up, what's his name, Maxie, earn his option. Tyrese okay. Maxie. Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't do that with that young guy. No, he's, he's still there. Yeah, he's got another year. Yeah, they'll probably work. I think they want to figure out the James Harden thing before they work on the extension. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, and they haven't done much. Philadelphia fans are d- grumbling because, wait a second, we haven't done anything of significance. Uh, we haven't locked up James Harden or traded him. What are we going to do? 
Um, and Maxie's moved every year. He's gotten better and better since he's been there. Oh, yeah, he's an improving player. Yeah. Valuing asset, as we would say, for sure. And that's, uh, you know, the Dallas Mavericks kind of painting themselves into a spot where they had to re-sign Kyrie Irving. Once they traded for him, gave up all the pieces to get him, they had to go re-sign him. I was thinking about this yesterday, Ty, that now that, um, you know, if you th- if you go back, and I, again, I'm not going to, you know, point fingers that you don't go after Kyrie Irving because I think I felt like the Mavericks had to do something to show Luka Doncic they were trying because uh, their young star is is growing impatient with with the lack of moves by that team to put a a you know roster around him uh, like you've seen in Denver right Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. is an all an MVP Luka's an MVP and the Nuggets have built this roster around him that can win a championship that's not happened for Luka yet you wonder if they should have waited on Dame Lillard I mean if you had not done the Kyrie Irving deal would the Mavericks be a nice spot for Dame Lillard? Um, instead, you're you're re-upping Kyrie Irving. That's one of those. But they were almost you, you, they were almost the team that cried wolf because Dame Lillard for like the last five years has been, and nothing ever really happened. So. Well, you'd have to give up more to get Dame Lillard. I think that would be the only thing stopping. That's like you, you don't have anything to give up to trade for him at this point. And I, I'm pretty sure he's Dame Lillard's putting the Blazers into a position where he's like, I want to go to Miami. That's the team I want to be with. So they're just going to get whatever they can get from Miami. I think that that will happen here in the next week or two. Uh, trade to Miami? Yeah. I mean, we've well, seen Miami make some moves. They got rid of Struess. They, they, they're clearing some room to Yeah, Struess signed with Cleveland. Max Struess, one of their um, you know, run-to-the-NBA final stars. Right. You know, Came a star this year. Yeah, yeah sure. Inked a deal. I mean, they the were Mavs just... are making moves, though. They, they New center, Rashawn Holmes. You're very happy about that. We re-signed Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell, which he's still there. Hates. Mike Hards texted me over the break. Just but you know he's still there. <laughs> yeah, to let me know. Uh, uh, a lot of lot of uh, lot of lot of money handed out without a doubt. Not a lot of movement in the NBA as far as like Chris Middleton's back with Milwaukee, uh, Kyrie Irving back with Dallas. The Rockets, you know, they, they you know interesting. They, they here's this is where the NBA is. The Rockets had to spend over fifty million dollars. They had to just to get to the salary floor. Of the NBA, remember the salary cap is one thing, but there's a salary floor. You have to spend at least X amount. So the the Rockets, you knew were going to be active because by rule they had to get to a certain threshold of salary dollars spent. So you know Fred Van Vliet, people look at that and say 130 million dollars for an undrafted player who won a championship in Toronto. But give that guy credit, he seems like the exact thing the Rockets need, which is talented point guard. Who just is going to bring it? He's going to bring attitude. He's going to bring you know energy. He's going to bring leadership to a young team that's a bunch of babies. Uh, that Ime Udoka. He seems to be able to get it done. Scoring yeah, he's just a good player. Ta- yeah, he's just a good player and he's not good. a super superstar, but he's not it, as efficient as he used to be. No, right? he's older, right? He's older. Oh yeah, I mean when he was, who was he with? That was when Kyle Toronto. Lowry. Oh, was that with Toronto when they yeah, won the championship with Kawhi and Kyle Lowry? Yeah, that's like four or five years ago. No, he's older now. I mean, he's thirty. And he's still, still getting it done. Years old. Still getting some but stuff done. But he's exactly what Houston and he, their new sure. coach, Ime Udoka, needs, which is a, a grown-up. Yeah. A grown-up uh, who knows how to go to work every day. Um, you know, Maybe able to keep the coach in line. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. Keep the coach out of <laughs> you know? places he shouldn't Hide be. Lives. Hopefully he's learned that lesson out of Boston. But uh, either way, the Rockets are happy to have him as their coach. Uh, and then a grown-up. And then Dylan Brooks, right? Dylan Brooks made the headlines in Memphis with his – Jaw talking with with LeBron James and others, but he's another one of those just you know second round hard working mm-hmm. guys, and and Houston needs some of that. They got a bunch of young guys who need to learn how to to become a winning team, and uh, Houston had to spend the money, as we said, to get to the to the threshold. So the Rockets making some moves, Mavericks keeping Kyrie. Is Kevin Porter gone? No, he's still there. 
Kevin so Porter Jr. is still there. You'd have to the, imagine Amen Thompson's probably going to come off the bench to start then. Yeah, I mean, he's 18. I don't know that you can rely on him to be an everyday starter. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Red Brand oh, Fleet in your backcourt. But, you know, are they going to improve on 20, gonna, 20 gonna, wins? Well, I don't know. they're going to improve because they're still going to – when it comes to the draft, they're still going to be picking pretty top-tier guys over the next couple of years. They'll definitely be better in San Antonio next year. Well, because they'll, call, of course, haven't done much, but Victor Wimbanyama is in, and uh, he becomes the, the centerpiece of their rebuild down in San Antonio. So, yeah, busy over the weekend. Baseball, uh, obviously the basketball with the NBA in the last four or five days. We also have uh, uh, the recruiting, Longhorns on the recruiting trail. This has become kind of the calling card for Steve Sarkeesian and this coaching staff. Uh, kind of slow to pick up through the spring, but then these big June recruiting weekends that they have and coming out of that, you know, last year was Arch Manning. I just uh, got to believe that you can pay so much more attention to an individual when you have them, when there's nobody they, around. They clearly have a plan. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes the Longhorns get, at least Longhorn fans, start to grumble in April and into May. Sure. We don't have anybody committed for our recruiting class. What are we doing? And then, you know, again, they have these big June recruiting weekends. And last year it was Arch Manning who committed in late June. That's right. And that led to just a, you know, Pied Piper effect of, of commitments that led to a top five, top three recruiting class. You know, this year they had very few going into June. Now we are on July 5th. They have 12 and could be adding a 13th here shortly. And, and more quality to come. players. I mean, yeah. big time players. Yeah, at all, at all phases, two running backs, a couple of offensive linemen. Uh, so we'll run Wide through the Longhorns. They're crushing it. Yeah. Uh, and the Aggies, too, as I mentioned in the headlines, Jimbo Fisher. He had two nice receivers that he's got now. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're stockpiling talent as well. And looks what the Longhorns have to do. It's the all-gas, no-excuses season. We're a week out to Big 12 media days. And, uh, you know, no reason the Longhorns shouldn't be the favorites. When you know, we get up there, we actually, we'll tell you why we're not going up next week. But uh, the whole radio station will be there next week in Arlington to bring you Big 12 football media days. Uh, and of course, that's where all Big Twelve teams are announced, and you know preseason favorites. You know, who, there's no reason Longhorns shouldn't be a preseason pick to win the Big Twelve by most. Uh, we'll make some predictions on that coming up, and give you the the update on where the Longhorns are on the recruiting front. But that's where we are. I think we're 59 days to the start of the Longhorn football season. One week to Big Twelve media days. We'll have. Uh, more on that coming up. Also, some B&E facts of the day on your Wednesday morning. We're not getting you up over the hump. We're getting your week underway for a lot of you on this Wednesday morning, 5 July. Glad you're with us. Just getting warmed up. The buck is back. Ty is here. You're here. It's the show of the people here on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Oh, man, to be young again like our producer, Ty Henderson. We were into the break on Friday. He said, I'm going to I'm going to sleep over the weekend, get some Not rest. Not a chance. Because there were two mornings in a row, Buck, where he slept at the radio station because he was out Up late. on the couch again? Yeah, he, he had a deep eddy day. Night. Wednesday till yesterday was. And he said, no, I'm going to get some rest. And I was like, good, me too. And now he's already saying, hey, I didn't sleep much over mm. the weekend. Oh, man. Of course not. To be 25 again. Absolutely. But, uh, you know. That's the way that goes. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. It was a good weekend, as we said, for the Astros, but they're still dealing with injuries. Good weekend for Steve Sarkeesian on the recruiting trail. Jimbo Fisher as well down at College Station. And a good weekend for Joey Chestnut, who won the 2023 hot dog eating contest for the, the 16th time. Yeah, his timing got thrown off from the rain and the storm. He, so. had, to, he, had, to, he had to put it in his own hands and say, hey, this thing's going to happen. Can I just tell he you? did, didn't he? They canceled it. And then like an hour later, I got an update. It was like, a hot dog eating contest back on. It's on. <laughs> we got to put something on. That was on. If you're a Texas Ranger baseball fan or an Astros fan, you know that that was happening right while that game was going on, That the final game of that four-game series in Arlington on Monday. And that, So where I was, 
we, we went down to New Braunfels for a couple days, so I was sitting and watching the Astros game and Astros Rangers on one TV and the Nathan's hot dog eating contest was on another one uh, where I was and it was like I, I can't watch it. It's so disgusting. I'm like I, I, oh, I yeah. look over like oh, you're like. Are you oh. sure you weren't watching a replay? Maybe I was. When yeah, because it? it was yesterday, but it was on on ESPN. Like replays were. They See, were, I don't know if it was live, yeah. but I could barely watch it. Oh, well, last year was the year where he, uh, the protester, came up on the stage. Oh, so the they middle. were showing the previous years yeah. on Monday. Yeah. So yesterday okay. it happens on Fourth of July. Oh my! It's bad. the same my thing. Bad. It's the same gross. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. The under no. hit. The under 72 and a half dogs hit. <gasps> Did you bet? No, you didn't bet on no, that. You're on a, no. you're on a, you're but on I still, Like I said, I'm still going to keep the people updated. Well, my fault then. So I was watching the repeat, but I don't know how it's different. But it's not. I mean, <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? It's almost like an, an Unless F1. Unless a bird flies in his mouth and he well, chomps up a like, bird. It's like an, a, the only thing with less drama than that is an F1 race these days where <laughs> yes. you know Red Bull's going to win and Absolutely. Max Verstappen's going to win the race. That's just going to happen. You need to get Kobayashi back. Where did he go? Yeah, where's Kobayashi? Where's somebody to challenge this guy? All right, so I was actually not watching the gross replay of last year's event on Monday while the Astros were rallying to beat the Rangers 12-10 to and take three out of four in that series. That was a great series, by the way, with a playoff environment. But uh, the hot dog, yeah, I can't watch it. I really can't, literally. Cannot stomach it. I don't it. blame you. I, I just, it, it's so gross. And they, they're like dumping the hot dogs in you water. Know, pitchers of water. It's just when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So disgusting and uh, so gross. But, uh, you know, hopefully you had a better weekend than, than... That dude gets cash money for that. Yeah, what happened to Kobayashi? Did he... Where'd he go, Ty? I mean, I, I know you're... Know. He blew up. He Ty's exploded. kind of a competitive just eater himself. Did he just retire? And then do competitive eaters retire without telling anyone does that happen? Or do they end up with, like, gastroenteritis? I don't know <laughs> what happens. I don't know. There was one other guy that broke the streak with with um, Joey Chestnut in there that beat him, an American, like an older like Italian dude, like 45. That, I, But that was one year. I don't know where Kobayashi went, though. It's been at least like five years since he's been in it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is something else. But uh, that, that, that always happens on the 4th. So I didn't watch much TV yesterday. We were, you know, it's the, well, where I live in Onion Creek, that 4th of July, everybody's out and they do a little parade and then there's pool, pool events and all kinds of stuff. So it's that time to you meet everybody again. Yeah, you get to say hi to everybody yeah. in the neighborhood that you didn't see in since last year. Right. Uh, they do a big big parade and golf carts and all that good stuff, things at the pool. But uh, so good time for sure. Hopefully everybody had their way to uh, celebrate Independence Day. Uh, it was a good one for Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. So I mentioned we would tell you why this show, we, you and I, Buck, are not going. We've gone to Big 12 Media Days every year for the last several to really launch the college football season. Yep. But this year we will not be going because the Big 12 has changed the format. So we have gotten word, and uh, it's now official, that the uh, the Big 12 is going to have seven teams each day starting at, like, noon. Yeah, they're not – we can't get anybody early. Right. So we would be sitting there in Jerry World. Looking at the spot where Dak went down. <laughs> we'd be sitting on the field in an empty football stadium under that big scoreboard, and you'd hear this – you'd hear this oh, hum yeah. from the scoreboard. And we'd probably be the only ones there because uh, nothing's going to start happening until lunchtime each day. Uh, so that doesn't make much sense for this show to be there. But, you know, Craig Way and Jeff Howe with Light the Tower will be there starting 10 to 12. And then Chad and Zay 
And then Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge will be there throughout the thick of Big 12 football media days. We will certainly, you know, bring back, you know, use all the audio that they gather and um, book guests and have people. It's just we don't need to be live in Arlington and hotel costs and things of that nature. But I will say that our friends at uh, One Source Gas and Hayes City Store and Ice House helping us get up there this week for the uh, next week for the for the radio stations. We appreciate them. Travis Tindall and Travis the team. still headed up that way. Travis right. will be going up right. with, with Tamara uh, for a couple days in Arlington to take in Big 12 Football Media Days, great partner of ours. And so it's happening. We are just not going to be a live part of it. We will certainly cover it. But, you know, it also next Wednesday, Buck, are the days when – you know, the Big Big 12 award, preseason awards are announced, all Big 12 teams, you know, teams to win the Big 12. So we'll have good fodder and good conversation to be had. I, as I say, I find no reason why the Longhorns, you know, I, you know, K-State is going to be a popular pick. Sure. Because they won it last year and beat TCU in that thrilling overtime. And so far, they got game. the best coach in the league right I now. Am, and right in the most proven and, you know, best coach in, in the Big 12 resides in Manhattan, Kansas. And give K State and that program credit for finding a, a perfect replacement for Bill Snyder. Did they ever? Didn't they? Yeah, uh, they went to the you know what South Dakota State and found someone who knows how to build a program and win. And Chris Kleiman is that. So I think there'll be a lot of people picking K State. There'll be a lot of a buzz for Texas Tech, I would guess, with Joey McGuire coming off an eight-win season, in which the Red Raiders beat Texas, beat Oklahoma, won their bowl game, uh, won four straight games to finish the regular season, and they come back with a veteran roster. And obviously, whether people like it or not, there'll be buzz for Texas uh, to win the Big 12. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian has to prove it. The staff has to prove they can get, you know, maximize the ceiling of this football team. But if they do, this is as talented a roster as there is in the Big 12. I mean, maybe the most not the, it is the most talented roster. It is. And, um, but, you know, talent doesn't win games. No. Um, you know, you got you to get on the field and win football games. And you also got to coach those games. Yep. And that's why, that's why I'm not leaving Sonny Dykes and TCU out of the mix because they had a lot of players that got a lot of playing time when they were knocking people out last year. I know they lost a lot, but I believe the, the way he hits the portal and some of the talent that he's got coming in there and guys that have, have played in games last year. I, I would say this, too. Well, I agree with you. I love, you know, Sonny Dykes is a great coach, and I think he's in a perfect spot for him. Like, speaking of give programs credit for finding you know, they replaced Gary Patterson that's right who built that program and is a Hall of Fame one coach one year later they were in the national championship right. game and they hired the right guy from right down the street at SMU uh, with a ton of Texas ties and uh, Sonny had been remember when Sonny was out at Cal Sonny Dykes um, you know it was Gary Patterson that picked him up as an analyst right brought him in and put mm-hmm. him on his staff and kind of I don't say resurrected but kind of jump started his career again which landed him over at SMU which you know, jump-started him back to, to TCU. So I would agree with you. You can't just forget about TCU. Same time, it is difficult to replace your best player and most productive player at every single position on the football field. Uh, that's a huge challenge, uh, including Max Duggan, the Heisman runner-up at quarterback, Kendra Miller at running back, Quentin Johnston and, you know, Tay Barber and others at receiver. Boy, how do they best replace that line. running back? They've got the quarterback. The quarterback Both was running winning backs. the— yeah, but the but the run, the quarterback was winning the battle before he was in the well, thick look, of things. Max Duggan was a special story last year. There I mean, was. he was he just had a magical year, and you know they also had all the games when which the other team's starting quarterback got hurt. Right? What they had like they four knocked, or five in a row, they knocked five out in a row. <laughs> yeah, and and they won a lot of close games last year. They won a lot of come from behind one score. I mean, think of the Baylor game, the West Virginia game. Um, you know. The, you know, some would, some, many would say that that the odds will catch up with you on that. You don't win that many one-score close games 
Um, but they did. That's why they were 12-0 and going into the Big 12 title game. Lost in a heartbreaker to K-State in overtime, but then, of course, beat Michigan in that semifinal and then got smoked by Georgia in the Natty National title game. Magical year for Sonny Dykes. Can they repeat? There are some who would tell you it's more like you know Dave Aranda's Baylor team who won the Big 12 one year and then had to replace all their best That's players. Right, especially on defense. Yeah. And, and, and lost offensive their, line. You know, Baylor won the Big 12 and then you know lost the Terrell Bernards and Jalen Petries and uh, Tyquan Thornton, their receiver. They, they lost their best and most productive players and didn't replace them with adequate enough players. No, they and, struggled the following and year. And struggled to a rough year. So Baylor's one of those teams you're just not sure, right? Baylor's been on this run of terrible first year for Dave Aranda, win the Big 12, and then – you know, back to bad year. So what can you expect from Baylor? Uh, who knows? I mean, that's the thing. They're just in, you know, of the four new teams in the Big 12, it doesn't feel like any of them are ready to walk in and compete for the Big 12 title. Luke Fickle's no longer at Cincinnati, and they're replacing a ton of key guys over the last couple of years in that program. You know, BYU. Central yeah, they, BYU is the one for me because they always had those mature, I think Central you know, Florida, 27-year-old guys yeah, playing. You just don't know. you got a bunch of yeah. grown people. Central Florida looks like the the most talented team coming in uh, as as a new team. Houston, they bring back their quarterback, do they not? They do. Ty? Maybe they have a quarterback coming back. Central Florida. They do, and Gus Malzahn. Yeah, John Rice Plumley. Yeah, yeah, John Plumley. Uh, and and Gus Malzahn's a proven coach, and uh, the, you know the Big Twelve is going to have to figure him out because he's one of those that has that you know Gus Malzahn style of offense that you have to learn. Uh, same time, you know. You know, Texas Houston, doesn't play UCF, right? They do not. No. Okay, thank God. Houston, though, Houston, Texas adds Houston and BYU. Those are the two newcomers Texas will see, and Houston does not look ready for the not Big with 12. Their, not with a new quarterback, a quarterback who was there for four years or five years as a Clayton starter. Tune yeah, on him. yeah, Dayton and, and their and, wide receiver and their best running back yes. jumped into the transfer portal after spring practice for Dana Holgerson. Right. They don't look the part. And then there's Oklahoma, which you know in for in. You know, last year at this time, all Oklahoma fans were, "Oh, we're fine. We don't need Lincoln Riley. We're bigger. We know we're bigger than one coach. We're the Oklahoma Sooners." And we found out that uh, you know Brett Venables was the seemed like to be the perfect fit. But at the same time, as I've heard said and written many times, at what point? I mean, they replaced a Hall of Fame coach with a Hall of Fame coach, right? They went from Bob Stoops to 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 Lincoln Riley. And, and then he took all the players. Texas would tell you that it's not always easy to find the next guy, right? It's not, you know, you don't just go from Mac Brown to another Hall of Fame coach. Um, you know, it seems like TCU did it with Gary Patterson to Sonny Dykes, but it's not that easy. So is Brett Venables ready to bring that program back? They lost not only Lincoln Riley and, and good chunks of that coaching staff to USC, they also lost a lot of their best players, <laughs> including Caleb Williams, who won the Heisman Trophy last year. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler had left the year previous to that. Uh, so where is Oklahoma becomes I a big question. I think they will be better. I think they'll be better. But remember, they were a six-win team last year that won their first three games. But in this conference, how much better do you have to be? That's the, that's the thing. That's my question, right? Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma was 3-0 and and finished with six wins. So they went 3-7, and 3-8 and down the stretch. Yep. I mean, that's... That was a bad football team at the you know after after Texas smoked them in the in the uh, Cotton Bowl forty nine to nothing. That was not a good football team. Uh, their defense was a mess. Um, you know, they would say we lost some close games. Well, that, and that's the thing is, how did their defense become such a mess? This guy was supposed to be a defensive guru. It was and, already a mess when he got there, though. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's been a mess for the last couple of years. It's, well, and I would, I, I think, and this is what Oklahoma fans will tell you on the positive side is, Brett Venables last year did what Steve Sarkeesian did in year one. There's just you got to figure out who's on board. 
You're going to install your systems. Sure. Maybe don't fit the talent you have, but you're going to. Here's what we did when Lincoln was here. This is what we did. Well, and they're like, well, you know, Brent he's Venables not there. is going to come in and install his defense. Absolutely. And he really didn't have the personnel to run that defense. Like Sark in his first year installing his offense and didn't really have the personnel to do that. And the Longhorns went 5-7. and seven. And it was a bad, it was one of the worst years in 50 years for the program. But Sark would tell you we needed to do that to get the program where we want it to be. We didn't, we weren't going to skip steps on installing. And that's what Brett Venables would say. We did the same thing, and we will be better in year two. But you know, for Steve Sarkeesian in year two, that was eight and four. Would you say? I mean, I could see Oklahoma going eight and four. Yeah, I mean, yes, but I can. That's not competing because they're not going to lose a non-conference game. Uh, if you look at Oklahoma, the the, the best thing they Oklahoma has going is no schedule. What's the hardest game, Nebraska? Their hardest game in non-conference. They don't play Nebraska. They don't this year. That their their biggest non-conference game is. Well, they play somebody like Tulsa or remember something. Remember, they were like supposed that. to play Georgia in the non-conference, but they canceled that as far when once they announced they're moving to the SEC. That game got they dumped. got Tulsa on their schedule, something like that. They've got a bad schedule, and the Big Twelve in Oklahoma's final year in the Big Twelve, they've dominated the conference as far as championships go. They don't play Tech. They don't play Kansas State uh, on their way out. It's Arkansas State, SMU, and Tulsa. Yeah. At, yeah. at Tulsa. So, yes, I could see Oklahoma winning eight or nine games based on schedule, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you win eight, you're going to lose four. I don't think they're going to compete for the Big 12 championship. That's just my opinion, but I could be wrong. You know, if they get a, get on a heater and win those non-con games, because they remember they were 3-0 and coming into conference last year. And in conference is where Brett Venable's team was really bad. Uh, they were 3-0 and after beating Nebraska and then Texas just – yeah, I know. I know it's. I know it's more of an excuse, but it's hard when you come in the first year into this Big Twelve, no matter what. I would agree, I would agree. Uh, but also the new team, the the current Big Twelve teams have to learn the new teams and those coaching coaching staffs and uh, what they're bringing to the table. We'll all find out. That's uh, that would be my headline of Big Twelve football media days: just uncertainty. Like four new teams that you're trying to figure out. What is Oklahoma? Can Texas live up to the expectation? Uh, how does you know TCU replace all of their best players for Sonny Dykes and a team that played for the national championship a year ago? There's just there's yeah. Does the, Joey McGuire become the surprise team in the Big Twelve? Yeah. Joey McGuire likes his team, likes his team a lot, uh, and you know I think you you circle that game on Black Friday here it'll in Austin. Mean, it'll, it'll, it'll mean something. I believe it'll mean something that Friday after Thanksgiving. Yes, that Texas 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 game for the final time for a long time. That will mean, mean for something. a lot. Uh, yep. You know so. Uh, already looking forward to a week out in Big 12 football media days. We'll talk more college football. Longhorns on the recruiting trail with that coming up in our coach's corner. We've got some B&E facts of the day from the busy weekend coming up. Uh, no Craig Way report. Craig Way, of course, is off for the next couple of weeks. We'll bring back the Big 12, the uh, Craig Way report when uh, Craig returns. And we have uh, Longhorn football news to get you when the Longhorns open up training camp later in July. All right, that'll wrap up uh, this segment. We'll pick it up on the other side with some B&E facts of the day. Coach's corner coming. Plenty to do on a Wednesday here on B&E. It's Bucky and Aaron. Wednesday on B&E. That is right. Back with you. And as our man CB on the uh, Twitter machine said, it's been, seems like forever since you've uh, been on. Well, just four days. And Bucky longer because he was out the week leading up to the 4th of July weekend. But that's what it's about. A little downtime during the uh, the middle of the summer. And uh, we're cranking it back up and trying to get you caught up on the news and uh, recruiting, which we will talk about. Also, Austin FC has a new sporting manager, which we'll tell you about coming up. Austin FC... Uh, had a had a draw one 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 draw at had a chance Inter-Miami. to win three in a row. Did they not? Yeah, they were they had a chance to get to earn nine points over a yeah. week period. They 
Tied a bad team. Yeah, tied the worst team in the league. By the way, also on a B&E Fact of the Day segment, do you realize that at the Rose Bowl over the weekend, I think it was yesterday, the LA Galaxy played uh, LAFC. About that. 80,000 fans showed up at the Rose Bowl to watch that soccer match, the largest in MLS history. So to say that that league is growing, the addition of Lionel Messi coming up later this month. Will How, be is that gonna, how are they going to do that in Miami when that guy's ready to play? Mm-hmm. Where are they going to play that game? Well, it's such a cool story that, um, as we said, with, with Lionel Messi, the fact that he, he got, as part of his deal in Miami, was to get cut in on the Apple Plus you know, subscriptions, meaning it's in his best interest to help grow the league because the more Apple Plus subscriptions they sell the more money he makes. all over the world, the more money he will make. So what do you think that means? He's going to help recruit other good players to come join the MLS. And, you know, that's, that's something can only be good for the league in my mind. Also, the NBA handed out money in bundles. Speaking of money in bundles, how about Jerry Jones? Over the weekend, Buck, over the long weekend, Netflix, it was revealed, is buying the rights to a 10-episode docuseries uh, that centers around Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Can't wait for this. Ten episode docu series, like we've seen with Michael Jordan, um, gosh, F one, you know, the ride on on Pro PBR, kind of behind the scenes. Uh, I, I haven't seen any details on. I'm assuming this will be following Jerry for a season, kind of thing, or is this going to be his past into this? Maybe the intertwine a lot. It's probably like his life. Like I, I hope it shows him when he's the when he's the CEO of other businesses. When that guy speaks to people and when he's not the goofy Jerry Jones, when he's the Jerry Jones businessman, he's incredible. Well, for all my criticisms of Jerry as a general manager, there's no doubt he's one of the premier owners in all of sports. I mean, he is a he's a one he's a tremendous businessman and person. Oh yeah, when he he gets down and he talks to you seriously, he is unbelievable. But that's the frustration for Cowboys fans. He would just do that and hire a great general manager, pay the best general manager in the game. Which he had in Jimmy Johnson, it felt like. Uh, but I know they, he calls it the family business, but it's still his toy. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's just a toy compared to all the other things that he's got going on in his well, world. Well, and that's again, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I can only imagine the frustration if he would just run that business like he does other businesses oh, yeah. and hire the best people to run the show. Cowboys. I love Jerry Jones. Well, I wish we had a GM though, but it's yes. not going to. I've just it's. Not going to happen, so no. I stopped thinking about it. Well, that's probably wise. You drive yourself crazy with that. Guys like their toys. Also, over the weekend, uh, if you missed it, did you see the, the the street race in the streets of Chicago, the NASCAR race? No, I didn't see that. Pretty cool. Having spent plenty of time in downtown Chicago, it was very familiar. They had it right through none Millennium the, Park. None, none and the car racers got the, shot no. through the neighborhoods or no. anything? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but, you know, almost 5 million people tuned into that on NBC. Just the, the appeal of the street race, it's the uh, most watched NASCAR race in six years, seven years. That's huge for NASCAR. Yeah, and it was and it was a rainy day, kind of a rainy, cold, seventy degree, sixty eight degree day in Chicago. But the TV ratings were gangbusters, which was pretty cool. So that went on this weekend. Also, Joey Chestnut, as we mentioned, he won the hot dog eating contest yesterday. How about this dude? Are there a series of eating that day? I mean, he he's not. Is that's that's just the main event? Aren't oh, there females that have their? Con- I mean, in there all kinds of. No, cons- I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's any females well, here's the thing. Joey in, Chestnut, that, in his competition. Joey no, Chestnut no. now has 55 world records for eating, which include funnel cake, Twinkies, deep-fried asparagus, Taco Bell, tacos, oh, gumbo, and Big Macs. Crunchy. He owns the record for all of that. Um, he ate 62 hot dogs yesterday to win $10,000. But how about this with, with uh, Joey Chestnut? Do you realize that he has... Uh, he earns about half a million dollars annually. He's mm-hmm. got he's got endorsement deals with Dude Wipes, 
You a dude wipes guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. You got those at my parents' house. There you go. That's uh, dude wipes. Also, Raisin Canes sponsors Joey Chestnut. Metamucil. Uh, wonderful pistachios, Pepsi. And he's got his own line of dips and sauces. So this I guy, thought I was clogged that day. This guy's, <laughs> wow. be, this guy's become an industry unto himself. And uh, several people sent us the note that if you want to know about Joey Chestnut and uh, Kobayashi, there's a 30 for 30 called The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry that we need to watch. The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry. That is a 30 for 30 I'll probably not watch. Uh, not interested. I can't watch. It, it grosses me out. Like, literally, I have a pretty good stomach for things. I can't. I can't actually watch it. I, I, I look up and I'm like, Ooh. it really brings me to nausea. Yeah, it's not fun. But, it's impressive. But, but it ties. Well, look, it's a, the guy's built an industry out of eating, and that's pretty cool. I mean, how long has the Nathan's contest been going on for? A long time. Oh, I have no idea. Um, can't tell you that. But uh, I'm out. I'm out on that. And how about this? You know, also over the weekend, Buck, as we're trying to recap everything that happened over the four or five days we were gone. ESPN laid off 20 or more prominent employees, including the likes of Jalen Rose and Jeff Van Gundy uh, and many, many more. But do you realize the Jeff Van Gundy dismissal leads to Doris Burke? Dor- your lady, Doris Burke, Buck, may move to the top. There you go. She may become the lead analyst on NBA games for, along with, with Mark Jackson and Mike Breen when, they, you know, when it's ABC and Disney and ESPN. Doris Burke. Oh, they let her grow through that business. She's good. She's and very she is good. good. She's very good, yes. And rightfully. There's would, no doubt. But, yeah, it's, uh, somebody said to us, Lee Corso and Dick Vitale made the cut? I guess, yeah. You know. They got messed up some, like, lifetime deals or something. <laughs> oh, football-wise? <laughs> well, they're, they're, oh, yeah. Their franchise has been yeah. unto ESPN. But, yes, there are a lot of, lot of good names, good people. Those guys won't be gone. They'll be like Chris Berman. They'll be there forever. Like David Pollock on, co- on college football out. Um, gosh, Matt Hasselbeck on the NFL. A lot of, a lot of really quality broadcasters or, or personalities. But um, and everybody said it was because they're 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 signing Pat McAfee. They're bringing in Pat McAfee, so everybody's got to be. He cut. needs a billion dollars and more time for Stephen A. Yeah, well, Pat McAfee's that was a business deal, not just they, oh, they're yeah. taking his whole show, which is going to bring its entire audience. They think, which is probably a good deal. But yes, Pat McAfee will probably be doing college football. Doing a little bit of everything at ESPN. All right, there you go. That's a little bit of a recap on the any facts of the day, things that have gone on. We'll continue the recap and get you caught up on a Wednesday. Plus, our coach's corner, the Longhorns, busy on the recruiting trail. Coming next.